Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcome you to this episode of the show where later tonight we're going to be talking about the Demonic Beings film pick of the week, The Sadness, directed by Rob DeBaz. Just came out in Shudder, so it's a brand new one for all of us. So this should be interesting to see what we have to say about this uh, masterpiece of Taiwanese horror. Is it a zombie film? Is it something else? We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, as we, as we always do on the show. But first and foremost, we are joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Ghoul Geek Keith. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Terror. What is going on? Well, we are excited to have you back, excited to talk about this movie. But most importantly, I'm excited because that special monkey of ours, the Mad Monkey, the Prince from Moore's Bay, is back Yes, welcome back, monkey. Get funky with it, baby. Yeah. Oh, yes, King. Holy shit. Oh, man, I am one punchy motherfucker this week. Yeah. Dude, I'm supposed to circumstances. And the Sam Kittison's eyes. Rails of cocaine I've been doing. I, in the past 36 hours, I have literally had only one hour of sleep. So, yes, we have one <laughs> punchy motherfucker on the show tonight. I'm going to do what I can to do what I, the best way that we do on Talking Terror, which is give you the best horror podcast series in all the motherfucking uh-oh, land. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So, make sure you listen live. Make sure you listen on Blog Talk. Make sure you listen on Spotify, iTunes. It really don't matter. Just if you motherfucking listen and make sure you like and subscribe to us on Facebook and Instagram, baby. What's up, Fred family? There he is. <laughs> and that's how you do a goal. We'll try to do it last week. You did a good job, is it? But yeah, we need the Mad Monkey back to do his cocaine field intro. Oh, I'm sure the ghoul did an awesome job. Last week wasn't as good as the other time I've done it. I've done it all right before, but last week was a was a poor a poor imitation. Ooh, that one. Oh, an hour of sleep and he's coming out the cage. Welcome back, Monkey. Glad to have you back. Punchy monkey, punchy monkey. <laughs> and lest we not forget the bold, very opinionated, very educated demonic dean who made the film pick tonight. Welcome, Dean. Uh, thank you very much, and yes, uh, tonight's pick, uh, The Sadness, is, is my, my pick for, for this week's show. Looking very much forward to talking about it uh, with you gentlemen mm. this evening, as always here on the Talking Terror Program. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, looking forward to talking about it later on the show. Uh, but before we kick things off, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to the ghoul, because of course my birthday is coming gone, but that doesn't mean the birthday presents don't start coming in. They don't stop. Because I got one from the ghoul, a personalized T-shirt, if you will. Hail Satan. Hail yourself. Watch horror movies. Talking terror. With a nice big old Baphomet logo on the front. I cannot fucking wait to go downtown this Saturday when all the Jesus freaks come out and strut around 
know, in my band, in my Hail Satan t-shirt, just doing the strut. What's up, everybody? What's up? <laughs> Seriously, cool. Awesome job on that present, man. I was so impressed by it. I was like, holy shit, that is like the perfect shit for our king of horror. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's him. He's got he's got his catchphrase. He collects what he collects, you know. And like, yeah, I could I could try to get him a toy or something that he doesn't have, or some figurine, or send him a movie that you know, as obscure as it might be. I'm sure he's seen it or found it or owns it in some some other way. But you know what? I knew the king didn't have. The king did not have. You know, a satanic shirt with his own damn catchphrase on it. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I took to the net and I started throwing up all kinds of different designs here and there, and fucking using using this app and that app to fucking get shit like to to disappear and change the shape of the logo and the letters and all that stuff. And and that was what I finally came up with. And I was like, you know what? I am satisfied with this. And if the king don't like it, he can suck my dick. So I'm glad that yeah. you like it. <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, I'll do it anyway because I love the shirt. If you want a blowjob, I'll give you one. I don't care. No, I'll give you That's a great shirt. <laughs> you, you know me. I, I, got, I got the ghoul girl, man. She's got me well taken care of. I mean, hey, listen, that's a great I, shirt. I'll do it anyway. You don't have to worry about that. I have to say, it's definitely a fine choice. A fine <laughs> choice. And uh, that is a good idea, given, like you said, like what movie am I going to find that the king doesn't have or, or seen? Uh, I'm always, I am always feel. Uh, like a brief uh, moment of happiness <laughs> yeah. when uh, when it's time and, and a movie like like for for my pick for this week doesn't count. I feel like things that are brand new don't count. But in the wide ranging realm of horror, I always feel like a like a little jolt of happiness if I ever pick something for the show. And the ghoul's like, oh well, I, the ghoul's like, I, I haven't seen that one yet. So uh, you know, going outside and creating a unique piece, a, 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 a fine a fine gift. Ghoul, uh, uh, good job, good job. Yeah. I thought so, and having the talking terror tag in the back was just fucking chest kiss. Uh, the shirt was good enough, and then you turn it around, talking terrors on the back. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" I'm like, you can't get this anywhere. Yeah, it had that uh, that that creepy like blood look to it too. Like uh, I can't think of it might have been like Michael Jackson's Thriller or whatever, where it looked like it had that like yeah. animated moving like tongue like look to it. So I was like, you know what? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. the font I gotta go with. Yeah, I, I fucking loved it. So I, I can't. Can't wait to wear it downtown <laughs> this Saturday and see how many heads turn when they're handing out Jesus pamphlets and chick tracks. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Take, take videos, man. Oh. Take, take videos <laughs> and pictures. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd love to see it. <laughs> Set it to music. Oh, I'll you know what I mean? Do, do a whole strut <laughs> video of like you just walking down the road. <laughs> do like the Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 3. You know, like strutting down the street with the shirt. Do finger guns at them and everything. Man, I would fuck. I would pay to see that, dude. I would like to do some dough to see that. Yeah, I would definitely, last I definitely week, have to do that. Just do finger guns. Yeah. You know, last week on, on our program, I talked about uh, Sam Raimi's thoughts on the evil uh, Peter Parker dance. So now would be a perfect opportunity to, to, to put some of those dance moves in, into play. Yeah, that'd be so good. I, I might have to do that. Just walking down the street, strutting, finger guns, wave my fingers around. Dig that shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't forget to do the emo comb over if you can. You oh, know, a little yeah. bit of guy oh. and you're all set. 
slow mo como. Yeah, I, oh, believe me, I have a whole thing planned out. <laughs> Let's see if any police show up. <laughs> no, you, you have a right to paddy wagon. You got a right to work your corner just like those bitches got a right to work their corner. All right? See, that's what I got to say. That's that's exactly right, Monkey. I have to work a corner. Look, hey, baby, I'm just working my corner. Shake it for Satan. Shake it for Satan. You want some of this, baby? We're sitting up in here, people. The sin is in. Sinful Saturdays, people. Come on. Who's got dollars? Oh, yeah. Whatever. I do, I do what I want. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, before I hand it to the Dean Ghoul or Monkey, do you have anything you want to update us on? Anything you've been watching? Anything you want to talk about? I mean, I, uh, for me, I mean, the only only thing really going on right now is uh, we're, we're heading into the final episode of Halo. I don't know if anybody's watching mm, that. That, okay. that series has kind of had a an interesting ebb and flow to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the finale brings uh, tomorrow. And, I mean, really, in Marvel news, the only other thing going on is the uh, the She-Hulk trailer dropped. And, uh, that and it's, it's created, <laughs> it's, it's created an interesting... Uh, little divide it seems like amongst you know most of the people it seems like a lot of people are looking at it like it's uh like real shoddy looking cgi and and doesn't seem like it's something that any of them want to see and and other people are 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 defending it and looking like they're going to enjoy the humor of it you know i mean it seems to be in the spirit of i don't know what i kind of took away from it is your your typical 1980s 1990s like female driven TV series, you know what I mean, with like a little bit of a procedural <laughs> yep. involved, and, uh, and yeah, I don't, it looks like it's gonna be, it looks like it's gonna be fun and funny, you know, which is what it is. It's a comedy, so don't, mm-hmm. don't expect dark and, and and spooky like Moon Knight. Yeah, expect something no. that's gonna be a little light and fluffy. I yeah, and I think after after, after Moon Knight, you know, yeah. Oh, sorry, King. What were you saying? No, that's it. I'm I'm actually gonna check this one out, so I'm looking forward to it. So go ahead, Monkey. Oh, sweet. Yeah, because uh, on the notes that the ghoul said there about the tone of Moon Knight, yeah, it's time to, you know, switch gears, you know, put a different flavor on it and give us a different different taste of Marvel here. You know, And I, I'm looking forward to giving it a try just like with all the other Marvel series, like, you know, because I was not one for um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. The Diva totally was, you know, and I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. It turned out to be a fun ride. And... Um, mm. You know, that's the thing is you, you just got to sit there and give these Marvel shows a chance and give them a try and just enjoy the ride because, like, I am just constantly surprised by how well written these series ha- have been so far. Yeah, no, you know, I, I, I can see where people, where their point is in regards to the animation for it. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah. My, my initial my initial reaction to looking at it was a little like, "Wow, is this actually ready?" You know, like okay, but uh, you know, I know I know some people have uh, compared her to uh, to Shrek, and uh, well, uh, Fiona oh, and Shrek and stuff like that, and, uh, and a number of other. Fiona, uh, uh, Mika. 
No, Michael, you German freak. I'm not going to execute anything. Um, so, uh, but, so, yeah, but, yeah, like, like, yeah, like we've said, we're going to check it out. We're going to see what, what they give us. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Happy to see football club team is the best in the world. <laughs> My baby good does the morning train. Morning train. <laughs> she takes a nod and then. Pretty good lad. Pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, that fucking movie's fly. But uh, so very cool on that. I'm looking forward to She-Hulk as well. Um, also, before we get into Arnie's, I did check out the Chainsaw Awards on Shudder. Fangoria's Chainsaw Awards, and man, it was just so good. Like I can't wait for more. Horror awards need to be a thing. It's great to have a community of people getting together and celebrating it for what it is. And uh, the guy that played uh, Polka Dot Man was the host. And, man, did he fucking nail it. Like, he is a guy that loved horror and exuded it from Suicide Squad. Uh, I can't – is David something, David Dashelmanian. I can never pronounce his last name right. Uh, But – yeah, he, he just funny. had a great he's monologue. One of those actors that every time you see him in a movie, like you kind of recognize him and expect him to do more, but he's always such like a background character. Like I remember him in <laughs> yeah. Dark Knight. I remember him in other Knight, films, yeah. you know, and being like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that guy." Yeah, it was it was it was very cool. A great opening monologue about why we're horror fans and why we love it. And and uh, so if you have a Shutter, I'm sure they'll replay it at a certain point. But wonderful to see it. Uh, you know, and horror fans uniting for awards and makeup effects and Psycho Gorman fucking cleaned up with best indie, best effects. I mean, who can oh, wow. forget about Psycho Gorman, which we covered on the show. PG, um, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did did Brian Barry bring win anything? No, it wasn't even nominated, so. Brian oh, Barry did not. Uh, yeah, I know, it wasn't nominated. As far as I know, it wasn't nominated. Uh, best Kill went to The Bread Slicer from... Fear Street, 1994, and I'm like, fuck yeah, because that was, like, the ultimate fucking kill last year, as far as any horror movie I saw. Uh, I was like, I loved it, so, yep, yeah, I get you. I'm right there with you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm hoping to, to so catch it next year as well when it comes back. In terms of presentation, was this similar to how, like, Spike used to do their whole thing and everything? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, they had, you know, the, pres- uh, the presenters you know, going up to the podium, but then they had an audience filled with people dressed in costume. You know, there was Jason's and Michael's and, and ghosts and werewolves and vampires and mummies and people going crazy, throwing popcorn at each other and just having a good time, you know, not being straight laced. And it was just, it's a lot of fun. It's not like stiff, like the Oscars where it's just everybody's in gowns and shit like that. It's just, it was just having fun. Like this is for us, you know, fuck all the other awards. This is for us. Let's celebrate the genre. Let's celebrate what we love about it, and that's what it was. It was just it was a love fest, you know. And like I said, I'm just watching. It. I'm getting misty eyed during certain points. So, what's that? Just keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. You know, it was good. My mouth is being stiff. I mean, come on, man. I sure as fuck would not want to get smacked by Kane Hodder walking up to the stage while I'm there trying to host <laughs> that shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Where'd my shoes go? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I would not want to be slapped by that man in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but that being said, Dean, uh, horror news, it's on. What do you got? What are we talking about? Oh, thank you so much, King, for allowing me this time. But first... Uh, before we really begin, but I would like to 
uh, talk about very briefly is uh, the passing of legendary actor and sometimes character actor Fred Ward. Uh, yeah. Long time uh, actor with extensive uh, list of credits uh, across all genres. Uh, very like able to blend into to action, drama, comedy, horror. Uh, he kind of has done it all uh, in his with a very unique appearance, presence, voice, uh, personality. Uh, maybe most known in the horror world for for Tremors. Um, mm-hmm. But as I said in, in our group, um, you know, personal favorites of mine. Obviously, like I grew up on Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, and oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, uh, you know, that was a, 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 a early days of cable uh, staple uh, in the days of just HBO, yeah. Showtime, and Cinemax. Uh, Remo Williams was in the regular uh, rotation. Uh, I've seen that movie countless times. Uh, but uh, one of my favorite directors, Walter Hill, uh, made a film in the early 80s, 1981, I believe, uh, called Southern Comfort, uh, where Fred Ward... Uh, and this is a very, you know, very ensemble cast. Fred Ward, uh, Powers Booth, um, I believe David Carradine uh, might have even been in there. This film was called Southern Comfort. Uh, it's about a National Guard uh, regiment that is on uh, training exercises in the bayou of Louisiana. Uh, and they run afoul of some bayou living Cajuns. Uh, and then it's, it turns into like a suspenseful uh, cat and mouse chase kind of film. Uh, but beyond intense and atmospheric and like the final, uh, you know, 15 minutes of that film is some of the most like suspenseful edge of your seat intense shit. So I love that film. Fred Ward had a big role in it. So I just want to, I want to call that one out. And, um, but just a, just a, just a hearty heartfelt RIP from, from talking terror to Fred Ward. Rest in power, sir. Yeah, okay. absolutely. On. Just out of curiosity, has anybody seen that film Southern Comfort? Oh, no, man. I haven't seen it. All right. Well, uh, well worth well worth checking out. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out now. Sold me. Netflix. And we've talked about, uh, you know, all kinds of things involving, uh, you know, Netflix and Netflix business and how apparently they're hemorrhaging subscribers and how they've raised their rates and how there's whispers that even by the end of the year, some of their pro- programming uh, might feature ads. Um and then I read, I was talking last week right here in this portion of the show about uh, them bumping up Cobra Kai to early September versus New Year's. Yeah. Uh, that might be, I read a little bit about how that might be strategy uh, to like stem this tide of losing subscribers to, you know, get subscribers to stay because of how popular that is and not having to wait as long for it and whatnot. Um, you know, who knows if that's legitimate. But what I'm here to talk about actually is that uh, there excuse me, there has been none since 2019, but Netflix has announced that there is going to be a season six of Black Mirror. Uh, Black Mirror is returning. Uh, Season six is currently in production. Uh, There is no release date, but you can expect to see it uh, sometime in 2023. And they say that it will probably follow the same template as season five with a fewer episodes, but the episodes being longer. Um, so if you are a fan of the Black Mirror series on Netflix, season six is officially in production. All right. Yeah, I never watched it. I never saw any of the Black Mirror episodes. There, it's good. 
I just I, I believe watched it. I've seen the first two seasons. Um, I don't know that I've yeah, seen not, beyond beyond that. And I've always meant to check yeah, out that kind I've of that interactive Bandersnatch thing they came up with, but I haven't seen that. Right. Uh, I haven't seen that yet either. Uh, but I did enjoy thoroughly what I have seen. Uh, you know, some of that stuff was so intense. Um, like really fucking mind, like some mind fucks there for sure. So be curious to see what comes of season six. Maybe maybe this summer when I have some more time, that'll be something that I uh, re revisit or dig back into because I did enjoy it. I just there's no reason that I didn't continue after season two. Yeah, and I had a coworker okay. that did the Bandersnatch thing, and it's a hell of a dive. He said it was like over four hours of an experience to do it. You know, and I was like, "Are you gonna go back and try the multiple endings?" He goes, "Hell no, I don't have that kind of time." <laughs> but, but you know, he said it was fun. <laughs> All right. Didn't the ghoul do that as well? Bandersnatch. Yeah. That's the ghoul that he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I only okay. went through. I like I ran through it like one time. Maybe did a couple of the different like options or whatever as I went. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting concept. But, you know, I really wish the show would come back. I liked Black Mirror. I thought it was great. You know, it was a great, like, little twist on the whole technology meets Twilight Zone thing. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a shame that it never returned. Uh, season six is coming out. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was, de- I was dealing with the work thing all the same time. So cool. how, how many episodes are going to be in season six? See, see how, how professional I am? I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> so, shorter season, so. For season six. I didn't even know it was yeah, six seasons. I was like, didn't it just start? <laughs> I like, God, yeah, yeah I didn't realize it was six seasons either. I thought it was like only four maybe, you know, but hey, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like the Dean was no, saying, remember, uh, yeah. Remember, one season was really <laughs> short, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> so but that's how it is okay. with those, um, that, that's how it is with those weird ass shows, because even um, Love, Death, and Robots, you know, it it was hmm. throwing me off because I was going back and watching season two, and some episodes were like, you know, 45 minutes long, some episodes are only seven minutes long. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, but <laughs> it is a fun show. Hey, <laughs> hey, as long All right, as so, sorry, fun, Dean, what, what were you saying? Uh, well, that was what I had to say about that. Oh, no, there he is. Yeah, I'm here, man. I, I didn't go anywhere. You guys were, you know, no, doing your thing. He's always been here. Waiting, waiting for my time. Uh, a couple things I want to mention uh, in the never-ending uh, realm of Friday the 13th. Uh, first, hmm. uh, this, oh no! <laughs> uh, apparently, why are you saying oh no, man? There's no, there's no bad news here. Well, I mean, there's weird news, oh. but I mean, maybe some of it is bad uh, news. But uh, I, I thought the, there was the, more legal news. <laughs> uh, let me. I do have. I do have a piece of. I do have a piece of legal news. Uh, but uh, first. Uh, the next Friday the 13th that will be happening this year is not until September. And on September 13th, uh, there is going to be a uh, 4K ultra high definition uh, release of the original Friday the 13th film. Uh, just want to throw that out there. Uh, something I will not be acquiring given my uh, completest uh, Blu-ray uh, box set from the last big release and I already have like the Jeez. uncut original Friday the 13th on Blu-ray, Blu-ray in addition to the box set. So, uh, but if the 4K Ultra HD is your thing, uh, there will be in September 13th uh, that edition. And uh, there is an update uh, from Sean Cunningham as far as the, the legal matters uh, that Friday the 13th continues to be mired in, even though the lawsuit is over. But uh, Sean Cunningham says that uh, there's pretty much 
a 50-50 chance of a new movie uh, ever seeing the light of day. Um, even though the lawsuit sure. has ended, uh, no progress has made. Uh, breaking it down is simply, very simply, uh, Victor Miller owns the United States rights to only the first script, and Sean right. Cunningham owns adult Jason um, and, uh, you know, the hockey mask and so on and so forth, but cannot use adult Jason uh, in any film without Victor Miller's permission. So, uh, right. you know, wow. multiple arguments, multiple arguments continue to happen, even though the lawsuit is officially over. Things continue to be at a stalemate. Um, I can't remember the name of the actor that played Shelley, but he is a lawyer and has been kind of, Larry you Zerner. know, yeah, Larry Zerner, Larry uh, Zerner. You know, continues to update uh, the stuff that's going on. So that's just stuff going on in the world of Friday the 13th. So I just wanted to let everybody know that. And now we can move on to other things. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, right along. Right right there about, about Scream 6 and uh, from uh, the previous, uh, not the, the most recent film, but the one before this, uh, Hayden Panettiere is going to be returning as Kirby has signed on. And although, uh, you know, she hasn't said that she has officially signed on, uh, Courtney Cox has said that she has read the script and she is she has much praise for the script, and she said it's really, really good, but she just can't talk about the details because, uh, you know, they will actually kill you uh, if you talk about the details. So uh, you uh-huh. can speak to that Dale Weathers will be returning. <laughs> um, and as previously stated, as far as Nev Campbell's involvement, uh, you know, she said that she is waiting to make any determinations about her return until she reads the script for herself. Uh, what uh, what what about Lillard, man? He's going, dude. I'm I can do it. I can show up, man. <laughs> well, like, I am willing to show you. up. Just maybe that will be one of those things that's happening, but is kept as a as a surprise. Dude, I just, like looking, at, I just like looking at Hayden Panettiere. So you know what, man? They can bring her <laughs> back. I don't I don't mind. You know, she's one of those like little tiny packages too. She's like five foot and fucking yep. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. yeah. She did have a wallet in Screen 4 that worked. She had that weird kind of like yeah. short haircut, which I don't normally like, but it worked for her. But it worked with her. She's got one of those faces where it actually does work. Yeah. She's like kind of cute, kind of pretty. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's weird, you know? And she's like married to like that fucking one of the Klitschko brothers, man. Dude's like six foot really? fucking five. <laughs> it's like a giant boxer, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, oh, probably you married to uh, Vladimir. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the, it's the young, it's the younger one. I think Vitaly is. Yeah, yeah, one. that's yeah, that that's yeah, that's Vladimir. Um, yeah, his brother is the one that is actually in government over over there in Romania or something like that. But I mean, but speaking of Matthew Lillard, it's like, dude, I gotta get give it to Matthew Lillard because I didn't realize like. Uh, one of my friends was in there, put a picture going, hey, I just got to see Matthew Lillard not too long ago at a con. Man, I didn't realize how big he has fucking buffed himself out, man. His arms are, like, fucking huge. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we, we saw him at the con. I mean, maybe he's been working out and buffing up for either a role or something else. I mean, when we met him at the con, I mean, he's, you know, he's, a little bit taller than, than you might think, but uh, he didn't seem like he was, like, larger or wider or bigger in any other way. He seemed like a skinny kind of just regular dude. 
Oh, not, yeah, no, I mean, in these, in, these, in, in these pictures, like, it, it actually looks like, you know, he's definitely been working that upper body. <laughs> yeah. He's looking for to be the killer in Scream 6. He's got to buff up. Let's have it. Let's have it. You can't kill Stu. It's going to be a Scream, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, I know what pictures you saw, man. <laughs> what? Here we go. No, no, no. I'll send them in the group chat. I know which ones you caught, man. It's it's, it's all good. Okay. All I, right, obviously, so. this is all the right, radio, so. so I I can't I can't show you on the air, man. <laughs> well, we're not a video podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're only audio, uh, uh, but okay. Talking ter- talking terror now brought to you in three D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. That that that'll really fuck with our stoner audience. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Don't even get glasses. So real. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> See the podcast, hear the movies. <laughs> I feel like this has been in the works for a super long time, but um, the Creepypasta anthology film uh, is coming soon. Uh, there is no official uh, release date, but it is also going to feature uh, original uh, stories that are not from uh, the existing Creepypasta universe. Uh, so... Hmm. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Creepypasta is a series of virtual stories uh, that were shared all over the Internet uh, 10-ish years ago uh, with thousands of authors, stories, podcasts, etc., most uh, centering around, like, the Creepypasta main villain of Slenderman, but, you know, uh, Jeff the Killer and the Russian Sleep Experiment and all those other, like, yeah. big-time Creepypasta stories are not going to be... Siren Head? In this in this in this film, but yeah. the creepy pasta anthology film is actually uh, on the way. Well, Dude, your nephew's gonna love that. Oh, he's gonna want me to take him. I'll go. <laughs> you know, that's his siren head, and you know, Jeff the Killer and all those. Yeah, definitely down for that. So very cool. So it's on the way. Very cool. Stay tuned for news on that. Okay. So what's next after the creepy pasta? Uh, the 1971 drive-in classic, Dracula versus Frankenstein, uh, is a getting one. a sequel, except uh, okay. this sequel will be coming as a comic book, uh, Dracula versus Frankenstein 2, Immortal Combat, uh, coming from the Drive Insanity uh, company, um, is on the way, so... If you were a fan of Dracula versus Frankenstein from 1971, the story shall continue, uh, just in comic book form. Yeah, that had Lon Chaney Jr. in it. That was uh, Al Adamson. He was a, a pretty big 70s director in his own right, which was, it's a lot of fun, that movie. So I would definitely recommend yeah, it that. Uh, Zandorf Warkoff as Count Dracula was pretty good. Not Bella, but still, he did a pretty good job. Uh, the Drive Insanity Company is uh, going to be uh, crowdfunding uh, to get uh, the final um, publication completed. So 
uh, you could also find a way to be a part of such a such a such a venture. Yeah, it works if you have the money. You know, and you find a project you that you like, money. that's when we do it. If you have exactly. The money. All right. So what's next? What are we talking about? I'll tell you, King, what we're talking about. David Cronenberg is going to be turning his first novel from 2015, Consumed, uh, into a feature film. Uh, Back in 2017, uh, there was talk that his first novel, Consumed, was going to become a a series uh, for AMC, but it never came to pass. And then there was even discussions about turning it into a series with Netflix, which never happened. Uh, But now Cronenberg is saying... Uh, that his first novel, Consumed, is going to be a, a feature film, and that feature film still very well might be happening at Netflix. Uh, and again, it will be a feature film, not a series, as, as, as it was originally planned. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And it keeps Cronenberg uh, directing, because he has Crimes of the Feature coming out this year. So, looking forward to seeing oh, that. Oh, that's right, he does. Summer. Yeah, Crimes of the Feature coming out. Viggo Mortensen's in it. And Kristen Stewart. So, looking forward to her gasping and sighing. (laughs) You know, because she's she's so good with you know her facial expressions and just emoting. You know, it's you know she's just yeah she's just so good. (laughs) Ah, Just you know, why are we not talking about her enough? Just so good. I like Kristen Stewart. You know what? Well, we I I thought. Yes. You know, I thought she was good in Charlie's Angels. I thought she was good she in did. American, whatever it was called. I can't even think of it right now. And then uh, she was decent in that movie, Underwater. You know, she, was, she wasn't terrible in that. I mean, you know, it was a uh, kind of hard to see at times because okay it was one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's like an okay <laughs> flick that was like, yeah. it was one of those where they yeah. filmed it really fucking dark. And I remember even seeing oh, it in the God, theater yeah. and being like, Wow, it's really fucking hard to see what the fuck is going on a lot of the time. But uh, I know normally that's the hide shit. But you know what? She again, she wasn't terrible in it. I, I know all the. Jo- I love to make jokes about her and her expressions and her inability to emote. But you know, like it's kind of like it, it has grown on me to where like I kind of appreciate it. You know, so I don't know. We'll see what she does. I mean, I liked her in Adventureland. <laughs> I'll give her that much. Adventureland was kind of fun. I didn't expect too much out of her. No. But. It was actually a good movie. Yeah, but again, but again, it was her being hurt. Was that like 14 years ago? <laughs> I love yeah, her in easily Sephora. Happy, at least. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. Um, but yeah, and of course, who could forget Bella uh, from Twilight? That was amazing. Bella! <laughs> I love the Twilight movies. They're my faves. Fuck you. I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> <Real>. <laughs> Right, I've only seen out. one Twilight movie, and that was the ghoul's fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait till I pick Breaking Dawn, part one. <laughs> and the cliffhanger, part one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if I can make it that night. He's like, oh, 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 my. Oh, look, I got parent-teacher conferences scheduled. But I haven't yeah. even said when yet. I, I have I haven't scheduled. <laughs> I mean, damn, I you guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's August. I, ha- I have something. It's the middle. It's the beginning of August. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, he ha- he has a teacher function that day. <laughs> he can't make it. Sorry. 
Yeah. <laughs> He'll be there for part two, though. He'll make it for part two. Whenever that yeah, I can oh, no. You can't pick part one for anything anyway, man. That, that movie's all about the fucking wedding. It's fucking dull as shit. There's, like, no horror elements to it. Uh, you, you could shoot right into part two, too, for the ending. I, I'll, I'll give it to you one, one Valentine's Day, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he shoots a baby right in there because that happens. Vampires can come. And he fucked. <laughs> <laughs> not only can they, not not sorry, can they come. Sorry, that was probably more emotion though, than he put into it. <laughs> yeah, even though vampires are, are are dead, soulless creatures, his Correct. his his cumsies was actually living cumsies. <laughs> cumsies. So his little swimmers are like full on like fucking like little soldiers. Yeah, they they fucking marched right up on into that shit. Oh, not into that did, shit. Right up into actually, that, that uterus. They actually, that uterus they, that egg, you know? They actually show the shots of all his little spermies, and they all have his little heads. His faces, he's got <laughs> like, off to, to the heads. They have they have little teeth too, like little vampire faces. <laughs> they're swimming through, you know. It's like the beginning of Luke talking, except with fucking Edward and Bella faces all over the sperm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, and I love how they make it a point in that movie to be like, "Oh, vampires can't have kids. We're okay. I can fuck without a condom." And all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh no, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go get a pack of cigarettes. I'll see you. <laughs> I'll be right Edward. back. I gotta go to the store." <laughs> he needed he needed yeah. to use a garlic rubber, you know, and he would have been good to go. <laughs> yeah, Van Helsing brand. Then healthy drink on to the store near you. Just so the vampires can fuck. Vampires need protection too. <laughs> we have problems too, y'all. We want to fuck without having a kid. Yeah. Those poor vampires. But all right, Dean, what's next? What are we talking about? So a while ago on the show when we talked about the first kind of teaser trailer that had surfaced surrounding the upcoming season three of the boys, uh, our question mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, that I, I know that I had had, but we were very curious about was, uh, how butcher appeared to have the powers of a soup. And in the, uh, trailer that came just a couple days ago, uh, we learned that, that apparently there is a substance that you can take that will give you the powers of a soup for 24 hours. Uh, so yeah, it's called uh, the, 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 the question uh, has, has been answered. We don't need that shit. <laughs> but at least, at least it's been answered. So now we know we have the answer to a 24-hour V. So very cool. So I'm still looking forward to it. I can't wait to see... Uh, Soldier Boy and his appearance in the show, <clears throat> and how Billy yeah. Butcher comes back. Yeah, yeah. All the Winchester fans are like, all you know, oh my God, we know we get to see him again, yay! <laughs> and Jensen Ackles, we love you. I was like, yeah. Hopefully, he's not acting like Jimmy in the show. Yeah. Soldier Boy's a which, whole different kind of vibe. <laughs> which, yeah, by the way, from, which, from what, uh, the, the, what? Go ahead. Well, I was gonna no, say no, the Winchesters uh, p- p- pilot has has been greenlit. It's just called the Winchesters. They're gonna be covering yeah. the mom and dad of the Winchesters, right. and then 
Eccles, and then um, Jansen Eccleson is supposed to be their narrator for the episode. Well, that's fun. Well, he says he's a <laughs> with Jared Paladecki. He was like, you're not going to be a part of this, man. The fuck I ain't. <laughs> he's busy I'm doing uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. He's, he's loving that. <laughs> uh, Google, what I've heard... Going. I, I've like you know again you know me I'm always trying to avoid uh, spoilers and, and and all that kind of shit so I avoid most of the news reports on these things but I've caught like little snips here and there and apparently you know I guess whatever storyline that they're coming off of for this season in particular you know according to to some of the the people involved they they've said mm-hmm. that it's quite uh quite fucked up and twisted. And it's been it's been hard to film at times in how hard like in how fucked up and twisted it is. So should be oh, uh, okay. should be a fun season. Oh, I'm did hoping, you ever finish yeah, season but... two, Ghoul? Yes, yes, I did. No. Weeks ago. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. so yeah, yeah. yeah, because that's going to be the trick about season three, though, is you know because you got to come right out of the gate and establish a brand new storyline just because. They wrap everything up really neatly at the end of season two, and you pretty, pretty much have to start from scratch. Yeah. Well, so, don't you know, forget, don't it, forget, not necessarily, not because at the end of season two, uh, there were still fucking head poppings and uh, exploding heads going yeah. on. We learned the source, uh, but we don't yet know yet. the motive. Um, so it, all storylines were not yet wrapped up. So there are unanswered... And, and not only that, uh, Huey was going to work, uh, you know, at uh, that particular uh, campaign organization uh, where the head explosions seemed to be emanating from. So there are uh, mm-hmm. a couple of storylines there that were not absolutely wrapped up from season two moving into season three. Yeah, he, was, yeah, so, he wasn't going for a vault king. He was actually going to work for the... the um, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, yeah. yeah, The yeah, anti-vault. Yeah, to, yeah, to actually, you know, fight the good fight. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean, like, so, you know, I mean, like, but, look, yeah. they wrapped up the, you know, the, the narratives that they were mostly working with, but they also placed our characters in positions in which new narratives can easily spawn off and, and they can go in directions. I think they did that yeah. just in the event that they did not get another season out of it, you know? So they, they, yeah, they, they did yeah. the right thing in which they kind of gave it where, you know what, if this is how it ends, interesting. You know, if, if, if we're going to get more, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try to actually, you know, watch it through the whole time this, this time. As it goes, and uh, we'll yeah, not not fucking take forever to uh, to do it. <laughs> well, well, hey, we'll see. But yeah, no, uh, I agree with you, Google. Like it, it ended in such a way where it's like if it doesn't continue, it's fine. Like it, I would be happy if it didn't continue because it, it was kind of wrapped up pretty nice. You know, they're all going off in different directions, but yeah, it did. Um, you know, and of course, like the dean had said, yeah, there's still. Uh, threads that are still open that you could still cover, and that's why, luckily, we're getting a season three. But if we didn't, I would still be happy with those first two seasons. Like, it was complete. Absolutely. It answered everything. Yeah. It kind of left things open to interpretation, which I kind of like, because sometimes I don't want everything answered. Sometimes I kind of like things not to be completely handled. Like, I kind of like things being left to interpretation about as far as where these characters go from here. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Homelander jerking off on top of the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know? 
and I'm the Steve Austin Theory is out there to play. With my juice. Uh, so, <laughs> so right, I, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. I know we all are. All right, but what's next, Dean? What do we got? Bruce Campbell has said yeah, that Daddy. Evil Dead Rise is going to be, and they quote, a very adult Evil Dead movie. Uh, what that means, cool. we don't yet know, but Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. has said it is a very adult Evil Dead movie. Boom, chicka-bow, boom, love it. chicka-bow, bow. And also in the realm of Evil Dead, just five short days ago, uh, Evil Dead, the game, uh, was released, mm-hmm. and uh, I now can tell you uh, that there is an Easter egg in the game that will allow you to possess the deer head that is on the wall in the cabin. So if your dreams have ever been <laughs> to control the deer head on the cabin, uh, you just have to find that Easter egg in Evil Dead, the game. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. What a set piece that was for Evil Dead 2 that possessed uh, the deer head. So that, that is very cool for fans. And I've been hearing very good things, you know, about the, the game. And, of course, Bruce Campbell, you know, talking about Evil Dead Rise. I can't wait for it. I'm really looking forward to seeing an HBO Max when it comes out. Um, we'll because as Evil Dead from 2013 said, we don't need Ash to make a good Evil Dead movie. So that's why I'm kind of hoping that Lee Cronin made uh, is a movie where, you know what, Ash isn't missed because Evil Dead can continue without him. Uh, maybe put well, an Easter egg in there within the next. Maybe, uh, you know, he owns a pizza restaurant, you know, eats a pop of pizzas. That could be a good Easter egg. <laughs> it could be. Uh, you know, and also in the realm of uh, legacy horror movies becoming video games, I shared with you all the uh, teaser footage of some of the locations from the upcoming Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, video game. Oh, man, dude. Some of that stuff oh. looks pretty fucking tight. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. I, and I posted it on the Talking Terror page. Like, if you haven't seen it, you fucking need to. Because they post the comparisons from the original 74 movie as compared to the video game. You just, man, like, you can't tell the difference. Like, they did a really fucking good job of these locations. Like, I cannot wait for this like, game to come out. Like, it was just so now, exciting to see how well they did it. So, so for TCM, are they still sticking with um, online gameplay only, or have they created a campaign mode yet, possibly? No. Because campaign play. mode would be sweet. <laughs> it would be, but no, they, they are focused solely on multiplayer online play. Um, with the particular uh, so yeah, yeah, that's, 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 how it's that's be, kind of the gig with that kind of stuff now. They, uh, you know, their their choice is to either try to craft a narrative, which you know that they're, they're never going to do that because that that would require working and writing and all that stuff. Plus, yes, you know, yeah. pe- people people are playing this stuff for, for the multiplayer, and it's just it's, it's yeah. proven to be successful. You know, we've seen it with uh, the mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth game. We've seen it with the. Uh, well, they got the uh, the Evil Dead game just came out recently, and then uh, yeah, yeah, Dead by, Dead by Daylight I think is is, is a popular mm-hmm. one, and that one actually does have a lot of like horror characters as like skins and stuff like that. Yeah, that they yeah, uh, that they uh, yeah. In there, so <laughs> the uh, Dead by Daylight has a ton of those mini purchases. <laughs> Karen, oh, rack yep, up your fucking so account. <laughs> but again, to just, just to like the Fortnite. credit of Evil Dead, <laughs> to the credit of Evil Dead the game. 
they were originally going to release it, but then they said, you know what, we want people that want a single-player campaign to have fun. So they delayed the release so they could work on a single-player campaign. Um, yeah. And that's why they waited so long. So, again, I give credit to them for saying, you know what, let's have people that just want to play the fucking game and have adventures in the Evil Dead universe and not have to worry about going online and being multiplayer. And let's just have them have fun. So I give them a lot of credit for that because they easily could have just said, you know what, fuck it, multiplayer only. If you, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But at the same time, enjoy the game. But So I give them a lot of credit for taking their time and delaying it so we could have a multiplayer and single player. Um, as opposed to Texas Chainsaw, which is solely multiplayer, but still, it's going to be a fun game. You know, these environments are sick, and you know, I can't wait for it to come out. I think it's going to be 2023 sick. that movie comes, that game comes out. They're going, to, they're going to delay it a little bit to make it the best experience possible, and who cares? As long as it's a fun experience, you get to play as Leatherface, you get to play as the Hitchhiker, the Cook, who cares? We're all going to have fun. Yeah. Weatherface. Well, you de- but that is also the problem, though, about these games. Sorry, I'll say this, then I'll shut the fuck up real quick. Is, um, you know, is <laughs> with those multiplayer games, you know, you got to have the audience that's there to play with you, you know, and therefore right. you got to have yeah. the server, you know, so therefore you got to have the server to back it up. And if you don't have mm-hmm. the crowd, you're not going to have the server to be able to play the game anymore, nope. you know, as the goal, as the nope. goal has unfortunately found out many a time. <laughs> you know, just, not, not picking on you, dude. It's just you know how it is when you get into a game and then they sit there and crash the server on you, going, "Yeah, that game's done." <laughs> yeah, well, you know, once, once, you know, especially a lot of the online games that, that I've played, you know, mostly like the MMOs and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, into the, I don't do the shooters and shit like that anymore. But, uh, but yeah, like I know part of the re- like part of the problems I've had too is just the fact that like you know the matchmaking and shit like that. Like the games are you know, legitimately about teamwork. And, you know, in order to, to, to do that, you've got to actually play and play together and learn the mechanics. And then if, if you're just randomly getting match made, then, you know, you're going to sometimes if you get good at it by playing with other people, you know, you're going to get stuck in groups at times where it's not going to be so good. And, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's a, the games are tailored towards having friends within the, uh, you know, your, your video game community. And you know what? I don't which have Which we don't those. have. <laughs> which I don't have. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I play so sparingly yeah. in the games that I play, yeah. you know, are, uh, are, are very much niche yeah. games, you know. Um, yeah. I think no matter what, Texas Chainsaw is going to be better than, uh, than the, the 1983 Atari 2600 version. Um, that, that, I that like that game. Should, uh, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm excited to hear that. Uh, I didn't know Evil Dead had any kind of single player to it. When you look it up, when you look it up on uh, on the the app store, the game store, or whatever, it says yeah. multiplayer. It doesn't say anything about single player. Mm-hmm. So if it does have a single player, then you know what? I'll, I'll probably spend the forty bucks this weekend and maybe get it. But we'll see. Yeah, they made it a point because they knew that people wanted to play it single, so they're going to have. Uh, stories in the Evil Dead universe that you could play as a single player, you know, going through big moments in the, the franchise. So, yeah, they were looking to make it a single-player campaign as well. So that's why I said I didn't go for that. Yeah, so, all right, Dean, what else? What, what are we talking about? Uh, I will tell you what else we're talking about. A couple, a couple of release dates uh, I want to share with everybody real fast. Uh, you know, okay. one of the monkeys 
uh, favorite films uh, that he talked about on this year's program. Uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Uh, <laughs> Hocus Pocus 2. I was joking. <laughs> no, I, well, I was serious. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming on September 30th of 2022 to Disney. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. If you are looking to check back in with the Sanderson sisters, uh, you just have to wait until the very end of September, uh, and then you will be able to pick up uh, the saga after all of this time. Oh, there's a monkey pig Oh, man. I'm like so rock hard for Ben Miller right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he is, he is pre-coming. Oh, man. I'm, after this show, I'm definitely breaking uh, up. Monkey's breaked road. up. He's breaked <laughs> up, bro. He's like, I already have my pick for October. Focus, 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 focus wait. No, Ben Miller, sing me a song. Oh, fuck my ass. Sorry. No, oh, no, no, right. Because you'll do that for that T-shirt. Because <laughs> that's how much you like it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't want your <laughs> Just tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> that's all I care about. And he'll, no, he'll let you so put on your pretty, he'll, he'll let you put on your pretty woman leatherface mask right, while it's going on. Yeah, you <laughs> put, on you put on your lipstick. Put on your lipstick mask, and then you'll be good to go. Put on a little bit of Q Lazarus. Goodbye horses. It'll be a fun night. Fuck me. Oh, would you fuck me, me ghoul? I fuck me. I fuck me hard. I fuck me. I'll be real hard. <laughs> Thanks for the shirt, ghoul. Mm. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, what else do we have? Uh, in addition to that, uh, it has been announced that there is going to be a second season of American Horror Stories, the American Horror Story mm. spin-off anthology series, uh, and that is going to be uh, here uh, before you know it. It will be uh, hitting FX on July 21st of this year. So a second season of the American Horror Stories, uh, the anthology spinoff of American Horror Story. Pretty cool. Oh, cool. I didn't check out a single episode, it. but cool. Did you? Okay, cool. Uh, I, yeah, you know, like, look, not, not all the episodes were fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um <laughs> But it was it was interesting to to have a series in which it's like it kind of plays around with all the various environments and characters and you know familiar mm-hmm. places, familiar faces, and it's like eh, cool. Like you know, I again I like it. I like anthology series that that kind of play with that kind of stuff. So it uh, I, I did. I, I again it was just like most anthology series. Not every episode is a winner. I'm not walking away with an A-plus all the time. But, you know, the, the, the good episodes were strong and enjoyable. And, you know, strong enough to where I think they did carry some of it over into, the, uh, into one of the, the, the recent seasons. So, at least part of it, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. No, it was okay. I didn't even watch the whole season. I watched up until the fucking uh, the second half of it where it got into the, the weird 1950s fucking alien thing. And I was just like, okay, now I'm fucking bored. <laughs> As it happens. Okay. All right, Dean. What else are we talking about? 
this October to celebrate the season, uh, Universal has announced their Halloween uh, Horror Nights centerpiece, which is going to surround original Universal characters of Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman joining together. There's going to be a series, a big series of haunted houses, uh, both in Universal Orlando and Universal Hollywood. Uh, Guitarist... Lead guitarist from Guns N' Roses Slash is going to be doing the original scores uh, for all of these haunted houses. And they're uh, starting September 2nd through Halloween. There is going to be 10 different haunted houses in Orlando. And starting on September 8th, there's going to be eight different houses uh, in Hollywood. And again, these are both going to run on various nights through October 31st. Uh, Tickets... Uh, for Orlando go on sale soon and there will be additional details as far as tickets for Hollywood in the near future Uh, but one has to wonder if Universal is going to in some way uh, judge the success of the draw of these characters if whether or not they're going to want to dip their toes back into the uh, dark universe realm uh, with these characters that they've been sitting on for, for so long okay yeah, that could be a lot of fun to know that the, the Monster Cafe uh, closed, I think, in uh, Orlando. But they're planning on building Dude, a bigger did. one. But yeah. Yeah. They're planning yeah. on building a, okay. a bigger one, I heard. So. That was the bit, though, man. It's because I was so excited because when the Diva and I we got, got married and went on a honeymoon down to Disney World and Universal, we were so excited because we wanted to check out the cafe and all of the stuff about the Universal Monsters. And it was closed, and unfortunately, it was tied to the Jaws ride, which is also closed. So I was like, motherfuck, you know, fucking Universal Studios and fucking Jaws ride is closed. I can't, we couldn't get married on the Jaws ride. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that sucks. It's a bummer. So can't good. tie the knot there. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like mole rats. Oh, yeah, mole rats. <laughs> yeah, mole rats. <laughs> Jeez, it's the most romantic thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Even better than Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, said it was a good size. <laughs> small. All right, Sega boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team. So what's next? What are you talking about? Uh, those are the items that were on the list for this evening. Okay. Thank you. So as we go into our movie segment for tonight, where we're going to be talking about the sadness that just got released on Shudder, directed by Rob Jabaz. This is the Demonic Dean's film pick, so break out a synopsis, what your thoughts were, and let's kick this thing off. I'm already sad. It is... My film pick. And yes, we are talking about uh, this film, The Sadness, um, originally released uh, January 22nd of 2021 in Taiwan. Uh, This film has just made its way uh, to our neck of the woods on uh, the Shutter streaming service, I believe, on uh, May 13th, uh, The Sadness hit Mm -hmm. uh, Shutter. As the king said, 
directed, On the Friday, Taiwanese film was directed by uh, Canadian filmmaker Rob Jabaz, and it follows, uh, you know, a, a young couple uh, trying to, to reunite uh, from being separated as a uh, pandemic uh, that turns people into uh, bloodthirsty, uh, horny uh, sadists. Um, are trying to trying to reunite amongst the carnage. Um, so that is the loose uh, description of the sadness. Uh, once again, uh, directed by uh, Rob Jabaz. Rob Jabaz. And uh, my, yeah. I I Jabaz. will I will say just very quickly, uh, so we can hear from all of you and carry on with the discussion. That 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 that, and I'll and I'll, I'll touch on reasons why as as our discussion carries on. But I. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the sadness. I had a great great fun with this one. Um, you know, I, 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 even stuff that I pick, you know, I'm, I'm not often like a huge fan of, but I, I really right. thoroughly enjoyed the sadness. Okay. Ghoul, uh, cool. what do you think about the sadness? Uh, listen, you know what? I, uh, I had fun with this one. It's, uh, it's, when it finally starts going, it gets messy real quick. There's a lot of splatter all over the place. It's one of those where, you know what, just turn your brain off. Don't really fucking think about it. Don't try to make comparisons to, like, you know, things that are going on in the real world and all that. This, this is not uh, don't look up. This is sadness. And, uh, and, yeah, sure, it is about a virus, but it's... I mean, this is more, you know, this is more to do with like the 2004 fucking uh, Dawn of the Dead movie than than, than anything else. I mean, there's, a, there's there's just all kinds of chaos going on here, and again, there's fucking messy shit all over the place. So, you know what? I had a good time watching it. That that is what counts sometimes. And uh, yeah, so so thank you, Dean. I enjoyed this one. Oh, oh you're okay. welcome, Monkey. What do you think about the sadness? Um. Yeah, uh, for starters, I was glad there was not a single pool in this movie. I'm glad there was not a single <laughs> crocodile in this movie. <laughs> um, that being said, it's like, this was honestly, I, I have to say, probably the most fucked up horror movie I've seen ever. They're like, it, this wow. movie actually, this movie actually made me feel disturbed, uncomfortable, pissed off, and I fucking loved every minute of it. I, 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 I like... No, it did that too, okay? But, like, this... This movie is now replacing a Serbian film for, like, the boogeyman in the closet, okay? You go onto really? the horror forums... Dude, seriously, dude, you go onto the horror pages on Facebook and shit like that. Like I'm, I like part of twenty five of them. This is the new boogeyman. No one will fucking watch this movie because its reputation oh. is now preceding itself. Kids are too fucking scared to watch this movie. And I'm like, fucking give it a shot. You are too much of a fucking limp dick to fucking watch a Serbian film. Watch this one. It's fun. It's hardcore. It's in your fucking face. It's dirty. It's raunchy. It's vile. And it's a fucking fun ride. It's a really, really fucking fun ride. Um, yeah. 
usually, Dean, when you sit there and pick a foreign movie, I'm like, fuck you. But, <laughs> but seriously, man, this movie was fucking awesome. I'm so no glad monkey. you picked this movie. As, I, as my <laughs> list is constantly evolving, uh, that's very, it's very good to know, so I can make sure to keep my eyes on what's going on in the foreign market. That's all right. I, that, that's I okay. Just, uh, I, I know where to ship that get the king's, <laughs> Just before we get the king's fit on that, if I can, just in quick defense, too, with the Serbian film thing. got to remember, too, a Serbian film is not easily viewable. It's not an accessible right. movie. It's not one that you're finding on streaming. You know, so, so I will say that I think a lot of those people might be a little more willing to watch a Serbian film if there was actually a place for them to watch it. Um, as far as its comparison to um, this movie, I mean, I, I, I don't know about that. Well, okay. Uh, we'll, let's get the King's opinion, and then if you mm-hmm. want to, before Absolutely. we get into the movie breakdown, we can go back and forth real quick. But uh, King, my man, what did you think of this movie? Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like anything about this movie. Uh, it's a brand new movie. Uh, fresh eyes. You know, I heard a lot of hype about it before it came out. Uh, that it's, it's bloody. It's disgusting. It's gory. It, it pushes the limits. But there was just nothing here. Like I, I found myself at points in this movie wanting to turn it off because I was so tired of it. Um, when it gets to the gore parts, it gets to the gore parts, and it's fine. You know, I'm a fan of gore. But at this movie, I felt like it just it was just too much. It was just too much gore for me to be like, you know what, this is a good movie. The story is barely there. They plant this barely explainable explanation for the virus. I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't care for any of them to live or die. I just, it, it's not a movie that I would recommend unless you're a gore hound and you want to see gore. Um, Room Morgue called this movie like the most depraved zombie movie I've ever seen. It's not a zombie movie. It's more akin to 28 Days Later, uh, where they're yeah. sex-praved maniacs and sadists. And I just, I, I can handle a lot. You know, we've watched a Serbian film like we talked about it earlier. This movie just, it, it grated on me. Like, I was just not happy with it at the end. I just, I, yeah. like, I don't hate it. I just, I don't like it. I just, I didn't find anything good about it. Like, there, there's just nothing, there's no plot. It's just gore. And it, to me, just that's the way I felt about it. Like at the end, the only thing that was good was the minute-long death metal song we got at the end of the soundtrack. Uh, oh, but that, otherwise, that the movie just—it's only a yeah, minute you know, and five seconds long because I know the song. Uh, Crying City. Hold on, that love story. <laughs> so okay, you know, uh, like I said, it just—it it wasn't yeah. something that I would ever want to revisit because I just didn't like it. Okay, uh, dude, wow. Okay. Uh, um, all right, so, uh, Dean, what were you going to say real quick, brother? No, I was just going to say, it's just an interesting thought to me, and, and, you know, when I was talking about my reasons for liking it, like, when it comes to horror, and because we have seen, you know, just so many fucking films in every avenue yeah. of yeah. genre, you know, like, I consider, uh, you know, maybe my favorite to be... Peter Jackson's Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive, mm-hmm. uh, because of the gore and the effects work, and I and I think that, and I can only speak for myself. And yes, of course, like I want like good plots and atmosphere and all of this, but like I also like truly, truly, truly want like massive amounts of splatter and bloodshed and <laughs> gore and fucking organs and intestines and brain and and faces being ripped off and. Like, I want to see all of that. That shit makes me laugh. Like, and I feel like this is the first yeah. one in quite some time that has, like, 
gone to another level. And a, and a, and a comparison that I want to make, and I know that the ghoul has seen a couple of them, and similarly, they're not great films with the best plots, but there's a couple of these foreign action movies on Netflix, like Headshot and The Night Comes For Us, where like the fighting and the level of violence mm-hmm. is just so up and above and beyond like anything else going on in the world of action. And that's not saying that these are the best movies with the best plots, but like for me personally, like I want, I feel like at this point in time in 2022, like people should be taking films to the next level like that, as opposed to doing the same things. And that's one of the things that I so very much appreciated about this film was like one, it was majority uh, practical effects. Uh, I don't Hell think yeah. any CGI used in this. This was like tangible stuff that by looking at the screen, you know that you could pick it up and hold it. And that's something that I always appreciate. And, you know, as far as the stuff Same that the here. monkey was talking about with the depravity and all of this, I guess I've seen enough to think that, like, yeah, I guess some people that are not 100% versed deep into the genre might find things disturbing and depraved and uncomfortable and all of those things. But, like, I find all of that shit in this film to be hilarious. And I think that, uh, you know, Ghoul, if, if this was one from the era where we had this and we put this on together one of those nights and this is what we were watching, I feel like this is one of the ones where, like, like slowly but surely as things went along, like, we would be, like, on the floor dying fucking laughing, like, holding our fucking stomachs. You know what I mean? Absolutely. uh, You know, so, so that's where a lot of my enjoyment for this came from, just, like, pushing to the next level. And the thing is, like, different to me, different... uh from something like a Serbian film, which had like like real uh, to me as far as film representation, real like uncomfortable uh, you know depravity. Like this to me, like yeah, there was some depravity, but maybe like in a way to me it was almost like tongue in cheek, yeah. and I don't know if it was like funny on purpose or I'm just a fucking sicko. But like I th- I, I I thought that some of the stuff going on in this film where, where it was just <laughs> really fucking funny, really funny. Yeah. yeah. And to to get back to what we were saying, it's like, uh, Ghoul, it's like, yeah, it's, you know, you have the kids out there that can't get the uncut version of a Serbian film. But at the same time, they, like, seriously, they, they won't go near it, man. It, like, it's, it's, like, I've talked to these kids out there, and, like, you know, they claim to be horror fans, they want to see the messed up stuff, but they won't go near stuff like Faces of Death or Serbian film, and they're not even going near this movie because of the reputation that's, like, preceding it now, and, you know, about how it's so messed up, and it's so gory, and there's all these fucked up situations in it, and, like, you have all these people that are claiming to be horror fans that are backing out already without even giving it a shot, and I'm like... I've been, like, for the past week, been out there on, you know, the, the, the 25 groups are not part of it. I'm like, please, please give this movie a try. It is really so much fucked up fun. It is really, really fun. <laughs> you should really give this a try. <laughs> Again, I mean, I'm really, I'm really shocked, you know, to, to hear that. Because I really, similar to, to the Dean, you know, I didn't find this, you know, to be shocking or... You know, is 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 there depravity in the film? Yes, but I don't know. I didn't feel like it was like I I feel like the level of depravity in this is on par with like Hellraiser. You know what I mean? Like it's like sure they they, they might be talking a little faster and they might be a little dirtier, but like you know, like again, the idea is all about the fucking pleasure points and all of that fucking weird shit. So 
And, yeah, I know, like, to, to the Dean's point, you know, bringing up, like, Dead Alive and stuff like that, but in Dead Alive's defense, too, that story was a great fucking story. The characters were really well, yes, funny, yes, and the dialogue yes. was, I was more, I was great, more talking man. about just the level of gore, like, the level of gore and, like, the buckets of fucking blood and the effects work, and, like, th- th- that's more what I meant. I was more, like, this one certainly, like, turned up the fucking splatter to 11, and, like, Dead Alive, mm-hmm. the same thing, and, like, I, I always wish that, like, there would be more, uh, like, turned up to, to, to that fucking level. It wasn't, there wasn't really the story about, I just want to clarify, it wasn't necessarily the, the story uh, from Dead Alive that I was talking about, just the sheer volume of fucking blood on the screen. And, 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 like, again, with this... Oh, go, sorry, go, go ahead. Just with this movie's depravity, like, here's the thing. You know, you can look at it. And if you want to look a little bit deeper into the, into the themes that they're going with with this movie, you know, there are some, some real fucked up plays on society and people in general. But the movie never slows down enough to really make you think about it all that much. And that's, I think that's yeah. what they did, you know, on purpose. They don't want you to think all that much about it. You know, if they really did, they would have slowed everything down in the movie and they would have taken time to really focus on all the various, you know, sins and fucked up things that people want to do. They would take time to focus on on murdering and there would be that and then there would be raping and so forth and so forth, you know. Um, this is more like, a, like, it's like an action movie. It's like go, 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 slap, 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 kill, 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 kill. Weird-eyed people everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and th- this movie, it's like, like, when it comes to the actual plot, it's almost like they sit there and wrote five really fucked up scenarios and then if you excuse me if you will we kind of wrote a frame story around those fucked up scenarios they're like we know we really want to shoot this you know sequence we know we really want to shoot that sequence we know we really want to shoot that one and then let's kind of wrap a little bit of story around it just because we know we really want to show everyone these fucked up bits we know we definitely want to show these fucked up bits and then we'll sit there and find a way to tie it all together. Is almost how I took it was a collection of anthologies and then, uh, you know, almost kind of like a, a frame story of, you know, two characters to sit there and walk you through this anthology of fucked upness. Yeah, which, uh, again, you know, being that that is your narrative, like I said, there's really not much in the way of depth here. You are not... Yes getting a deep dive into it even there's there's just hints of that you know is that there if you really want to look for it yeah but it's fucking thread threadbare it's it's very very thin but yeah everything else is about just fucking it's like it's more like a, a fucking porn you know every 10 minutes you have to have a money shot well there you go like yeah every 10 minutes people are fucking they're banging and fucking in this movie you know you get you get a good yeah. breather and oh look fucking johnny's got his dick out here we go again <laughs> oh, oh, oh look! It's fucking it's uh, you know, Johnny Sin. He's walked on in. He's wearing yeah. he's wearing his fucking doctor's uniform. You know, shit's about to go down. Yeah. And I, I now I'm just glad that for all the money shots that we had, they actually used good solid blood. Like they actually spent money on their blood, and it wasn't just red colored water like we always 
seeing independent films and all that kind of stuff. It's like, that, you know, it's a nice, sticky, thick shit. You know, so I was like, oh, this is really fucking nice. I'm really enjoying this. The monkey likes the nice, <laughs> sticky shit. He likes, he likes it when yeah. it's sticky, sticky. That's what the monkey's all about. <laughs> oh, She's yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, so, King. All right, so we're going to sit there in Taiwan, because that's where this movie's taking place. And shit is going down, right? Because Alvin is in there fucking up. Fucking Simon is here. Nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know we have uh, our couple, Cat and Jim, who are going about their day. Cat uh, is a hardworking Jim. woman. Jim is more of the photographer and working on a film shoots. He wants her to stay home. Black she girl. has. Uh, <laughs> she has stuff to do, so taking to work. Um, but before that can happen, they talk to their neighbor, Mr. Lin, who has a cold. But it's all tied into, like we had said, the Alvin virus, which is kind of coronavirus-esque, where it's like, don't worry about it. It's just a cold. Don't worry about what's going to happen. You know, it's it's fine. Um, we see a YouTube video that Jim watches called The Dunk, talking about the Alvin virus, uh, about it. just probably just as bad as the flu. So you really don't have anything to worry about. Like, there's no death. There's no nothing happening, happening. Um, so when Jim Not goes real. outside, he sees an old woman standing on the rooftop with a bloody nightgown. He kind of just is shocked, but also at the same time, not really paying any attention to it. So he decides to <laughs> take Cat to work. Looking um, all fucking wrong turn. <laughs> you know, and on the way to Cat's job, they see police arresting people. They see dead bodies on gurneys. So obviously uh, this is going on. Whatever the virus is, it's, it's attacking people. Um, but when she arrives to work, she apologizes for saying she takes the day off. And she's like, hey, I'm not mad. You make dinner, something great. See you later, babe. But it probably won't, though, because we have a movie to talk about. Of course, couples getting separated. Uh, on the way back home, Jim passes the same police car he saw earlier, but it's now empty. Nobody's around. He goes into a restaurant to order a medium black coffee to go as he waits. He looks at ads for Valley Departments in Taipei City because of the pandemic of the Alvin virus. Prices are dropping hardcore. But what happens? The old woman on the rooftop with the bloody nightgown shows up to attack the diner's cook. Not only attacking him, but throwing a bucket of hot <laughs> boiling french fries on his face Dude! as she oh digs at his God. face. Holy shit! They waste no time going into the fucking, you know, uh, melt, melting effects. I was like, oh my god, this is so fucking sweet. <laughs> yep. So a customer tries to settle her down, but she attacks him, spitting at him, and then this customer becomes infected by the Alvin virus and repeatedly attacks his friend in the chest with a knife. So Jim backs out of the restaurant with the granny moving towards him as she gets laid out by a car. The driver is also infected with black eyes and a smiling face. And on a nearby she rooftop, a, a woman jumps to her death. <laughs> Dude, the that was the one that jumped of off me. the building laughing hysterically. And I was fucking dying. I was absolutely fucking dying. <laughs> now, now, I know that Dean had, uh, like, he had, I guess he had watched Excuse the movie. Me. And then he had messaged me, you know, kind of just, uh, you know, giving me the, the hey, you know, just like we used to, like, you know, maybe maybe 
smoke up a little bit or something to, to, to watch the film, and it'll, it'll add to it. I did not. I did not partake, nor did I take an edible or anything like that. Uh, again, I'm still kind of uh, staying abstinent since the whole, uh, the whole cookie incident. Um, <laughs> oh, still? So, wow. Dude, I'm telling you, it, it really fu- it fucked with me big time, man. I've got, like, PTSD from that fucking thing. Um, but it did not, it did not stem my fucking enjoyment of this whatsoever okay from the moment like you know again like i'm like all right the old lady's in the fucking restaurant shit's gonna start you know no what i wasn't expecting was the fucking oil vat to be dumped on the head and then for then it was like oh okay well that was kind of cool like cool we're gonna see a melt but then for her to start clawing into the face on top of it it was like wow all right now this is fucking this is the way to start this shit so yeah the fun is starting right here and i am fucking laughing yeah, and I was just impressed because I had no idea that Taiwan was making films of this nature and to this degree of sickness. Like, so I was like, holy shit, good job, Taiwan. Hell yes. <laughs> so Jim manages to make it out of the restaurant, gets back on his moped, and drives home. So when he gets home, he does what probably anybody would do, including myself, which is just to chug a fucking beer. And be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I just witnessed a lot of shit. Uh, not cool. Um, but as he does that, he turns on the TV. There's nothing but civil emergency alerts on the TV. There's nothing there except for a cartoon. Uh, but as he's what watching a this, up cartoon a man's voice. Yeah, dude, did you watch the cartoon? Did, did you actually pay attention yeah, to the cartoon? Wow. I watched yeah. the fucking movie, dude. It was not only following them, but then he started fucking them. You know, if you look at the, mm-hmm. the fucking, like, the screen yep. back off, the fucking wolf is fucking Yep. That yeah. happened. And then, the, and then the, and like, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but the, the wolf gives a wink to the camera the exact same way that our dude does later. Yep. You know, when mm-hmm. he brings, you know. So I don't know if that was intentional or not, but yeah, definitely a fucked up, you know, like, you know, kind of cuphead kind of cartoon thing going on there. So while this happens, he hears a man's voice on the the PA speakers outside of the apartment saying that there's new rules for everyone. All men must report to the district office. The men will have their dicks cut off and feed them the dogs. And for the ladies, they'll be fucked by the dogs. So this guy's on a real thing about dogs and dicks. Uh, Jim is trying to get Kat on the phone. He can't do that, so he just texts her that shit's going down. You know, don't come home. I'll come to you. As he does that, he's attacked by Mr. Lynn from next door with gardening shears as two of his fingers cut off by Mr. Lynn. Uh, And then as this happens, Jim kicks him away, and Mr. Lynn takes one of the fingers into his mouth and chews on it, spitting it out into a nearby fish tank, and tells him that, don't worry about Kat. I'll finger her. So Jim smashes you. him in the head with a coffee maker <laughs> before resuming but, his attempt but, to get away by the phone. But yeah. straight off the bat, though, okay, this is where we start to get the fucked up shit about this movie, though, man, is because it, we're not talking about a rage virus where people sit there and want to go off on people and just fucking ravage each other like they did in 28 Days Later. Either. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't say zombie. I said rage, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never said zombie. All right. The ripoff. <laughs> Anyway, Mr. Bitter. All right. What I was trying to say here is it's I'm not saying it isn't, okay? I was just saying, though, this is where the movie takes that turn 
of taking 28 Days Later and then escalating it because now all of a sudden they're fucking horny ass fucking rage cage, if you will. Okay. But, and because when he sits there, it does a whole. Something that's not in 28 Days Later. You don't have fucking gore and blood flying everywhere in that movie. You know, you just have fucking. Mm, Sheeran fucking, whatever his name is, fucking running around all the fucking, all over the place. Cillian Murphy. Hello. Mm. Hello. Hello. We're going to talk about that one. We're talking about this one. Uh, so. Jim manages to take out Mr. Lynn. He manages to get out and escape on his moped. But then we cut to Cat on the subway trying to read. A man wishes her a good morning and asks her what she's reading. She's focused on that. No one reads on the subway anymore. Everybody just has their phone. She's like, hey, listen, I appreciate it, but fuck off. Like, I'm just trying to <laughs> not pay attention to you. So you know, he tells her that he sees her on the train often, and today he thought he would finally tell her that he thinks she's beautiful. He tries to engage further, but she tells him to cut the shit or she'll call the cops. And he's like, well, it's not my fault that you don't want to pay attention to me. It's, it's millennials. And it's like, well, you know what? People these days, fuck. I don't get it. So as he moves away from her, a woman enters the subway and takes the spot that he had previously owned. So let's call him Umbrella Guy for the rest of this uh, conversation. because I never got the name. All I called him was Umbrella Guy for the rest of this movie because he has one and he uses it. So he's listed as businessman. Okay, so I called him Umbrella Guy for my that, Wow, not because much he better. Has umbrella. <laughs> yeah, I like I like so, Umbrella Man better. <laughs> so as we see Umbrella Man move away and and who we know as Molly later in the movie takes the place, all of a sudden a man in sunglasses stabs a nearby passenger in the back with a knife. So the passenger reacts, the man stabs another passenger, and then another and another, as everyone begins to panic, including Cat. And all of a sudden, the passenger who is wearing sunglasses has no idea what the fuck is going on. He gets stabbed in the neck, and all of a sudden, we have a shining level of blood emitting from his neak that hits the ceiling. Of the sofa. Like, holy shit, that's not possible. It is a fucking, okay, fine. it's a Johnny Depp-esque geyser of blood that comes spurting out of him, you know, from fucking, I, I called this guy Parker Lewis, you know, or Ferris Bueller, he kind of had that, that, that nice. the, the, the whole fucking, the whole look for it and everything, but, but yeah, again, you know what, uh, I am enjoying it, and at the same time, too, you know, like, this is obviously kind of playing for the, uh, for the gore, and you know, I'm, I, I, I would yeah. like to make myself feel a little bit, a little bit better for the comedy aspect of it. But you know, when you do take it from a realistic aspect, there's been a ridiculous amount. Like uh, being here in New Jersey, you know, everything that happens in New York is basically our news, and there's been a ridiculous amount of violence and stabbings and shit like that going on in the subway system, fucking all the time. It is ridiculous to the point that like. You know, like, I actually, for a change, the rather than take on. the fucking train in, uh, so, somebody's doing something somewhere. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I, I had made a decision just to fucking drive into the city rather than even bothering just because, like, I didn't want to risk myself or fucking, you know, any of my kids when we were uh, going yeah. to a show recently, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, not, so worth, not worth it, man. So as this is all happening... The, the sunglasses passenger that's been stabbing everybody, he gets knocked down and detained by passengers on the train, and he just wildly asks, did I break the record? Did I break the record? Uh, and while all this is happening, 
Kat tells the girl next to her, as we, again, as we know as Molly later in the movie, she's like, it's, it's all over. It's fine. Like, we're fine. The man's been detained. Let's just write it out. Uh, but then another passenger comes up with a sharp object and stabs another one. And then we see a female passenger bite a man's neck. Another man bites another man's ankle. And then we see just this whole orgy of blood. But as it concludes, umbrella man, businessman shows up and stabs Molly in the eye with his umbrella and just kind of laughs oh, about so it. Oh, so great. You know, because he just wants oh. nothing. To, and I was like, you know what? Lucille Fultz would probably be proud. <laughs> oh, yes. It, he loves yes. his eyes. Great, great, great eyeball shot because he actually pulls it out. He takes some time yeah. to look at it, you know, examine yeah. his work. You know, so, again, yeah. It nicely done. Be like, hey, yeah, here's a nod to you. <laughs> it was a great nod, and, and I'll, I'll give it that. I was like, obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Cool. And it was one of those great, like, out of nowhere types of moments. Like, I know, I know, when you watch it, you you see her literally like just start staring at the screen, and like I remember yeah. when that was yeah. happening. Like, and she looks at the camera, kind of. I'm like, oh, okay, what's about to happen? So for the umbrella, just to kind of like just all of a sudden pop in and just it was like, oh, all right, man, you know what? Good time. Like I said, it's an orgy of blood and violence on this train and and it's a ride that that I I am here for. But we also see that not only is it just killings and and biting and things like that, but it's also rape. Because we see a man get raped as he is being confronted by all these people that are infected. And that's where I kind of lose it because I I'm not a fan of those type of things. So, you know, to see it happen, I was like, all right, you know, it's for the movie, so let's deal with it. In a rape. You know, let's, 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 no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. I, just, I don't like rape movies. I just, I'm not a fan of them. I've watched them. They're uncomfortable. And this movie did it. And, you know, I don't mind it pushing the wow. boundaries, but at the same time, it got to a point where I'm like, I'm over it. Like, it's just, it was too much at a certain yeah. point. Um, but we uh, see the Umbrella Man after, uh, uh, yeah. Oh no! I was gonna uh, just sit there piggyback on you is that that was one of the reasons why I was finding this movie uncomfortable is because yeah. his yeah of um just how you know it's in your face it's right there um making no apologies whatsoever and you know and they don't really you know show you show you you know but you you know right away yet you know because this is our opening sequence. And you're like, holy shit, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? And it's like, yeah. And then it, you know, it progressively gets worse and worse and worse. And you know how I am about rape as well in movies. And that's why yeah. I, I, you know, I. This is why I thought this movie made me feel more comfortable than a Serbian film ever did, is because of the mm-hmm. amount of rape scenes that are in here. No, so but much. Then they and try and play it off later. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot to take in. Right. Um, but. Uh, I'm man shows you know, y'all, up later. Y'all are making me feel like some kind of fucking like debaucherous fucking motherfucker because I really didn't find anything that went on, including like the rape sequences within this movie, to really be mm-hmm. all that fucking terrible. Like you know, yeah, there's well, a couple of fucking okay. sequences in which it happened, but like they talk about it more than ever, really showing you. It's opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, <laughs> I would never consider you debaucherous. I mean, I love the fact that you are, <laughs> but you know, it, it's it, it's opinion. You know, it, to me, it was just a little bit too much. Like it was just, you know, and I've I've watched I spit in your grave and uh, last house uh, last we house all on the have. left. And, you know, <laughs> you know, 
this movie, it just it seemed like it was just too much at the point where I'm like, all right, all right, move on. Like, we get it. But they see, rape, those, those movies make me uncomfortable because of the realistic depiction. In this movie, <laughs> yeah. it's almost more akin to fucking watching, like, an alien invasion movie in which, you know, like, fucking fire in the mm. sky. You know, like, these are fucking bug-eyed oh, fucking yeah. people who are acting like, like they're all fucking high on cocaine and meth, and they're like, yeah, yeah, come on, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. There's no fucking, there's no realism <laughs> behind this. There's nothing, like, fucking, like, it, there's nothing disturbing because it's as far from real as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. I find this is about as yeah. disturbing yeah. as fucking Jason Voorhees. Okay, so it's, it's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it, it, yeah, again, it's, it's personal opinion. I mean, I'm only giving you my thoughts. So if you didn't but, have them, it's okay. But, We're all allowed to have our own thoughts about it. But, but this is also why the kids are staring away from it, okay, is because mm-hmm. they're going they're, – instead of sitting there straight up and doing a blind dive and going into the movie because everybody's talking about this movie and going, okay, everyone's talking about it. I've got to sit there and go fucking watch it. They're sitting there instead going here to fucking Wikipedia, reading the entire thing and reading what's here, which is way worse yeah. than what you're actually seeing on screen. You know, and mm-hmm. they're thinking, holy shit, this, this is the, you know, the nastiest fucking movie I've ever fucking seen. And it's like, no, yeah. watch the movie. You know, like the cool had said, you know, it's, you're not seeing everything. And they talk about stuff more than you're actually seeing. But when you read it, yeah, it sounds like, you know, the most, the most horrible fucking movie of human violation you can possibly fucking imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Uh, we have the Umbrella Man chasing after Kat and Molly, who Kat has decided she's going to save Molly no matter what. You know, she didn't deserve to get her eye popped out by the Umbrella. She's going to do what she can. So they make their way to the subway, and they encounter a man who's like, hey, what's going on? Are you guys all right? And that's when the Umbrella Man shows up, and he's like, what's up, man? What's up? You want some? You want some of this? And, yeah, Umbrella <laughs> Man wants some of this. Big Vin Diesel motherfucker. Those fucking straight Mike Tyson on him and starts trying to bite his face off and shit. Bites his fucking nose off. And Kat and Molly have to race to the hallway where there's a gate. And we have a gatekeeper, you know, this little fat, you know, short guy who's, who's guarding the gatekeeper. Man, he doesn't know. I thought the gatekeeper was way hotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't know if they're crazy or not. So he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to close the gate. So luckily they make it through Indiana Jones style. Through the gate. Dun, dun, dun. At, the, at the same time, once they get out, Molly punches him in the fucking face. You're like, God damn it. Fucking like, loved it. We were trying to, <laughs> we were trying to get Mo- out, and you thought we were crazy. So they get out, and he joins them as they go off to the hospital. But, of course, Umbrella Man is sticking his tongue through the holes in the gate saying, I'll find you. I'm going to find you. Yeah, 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 doesn't yeah, matter yeah, how yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. I hope he fucking dies. I don't like this guy. You know, but it's fine. Um Jim, meanwhile, is mopeding to the city that's covered in dead bodies and, and the infected people. Um, we hear a man talking about the one rest. And, you know, the man on the radio is talking about everything that's been happening, how it's a homicidal rampage. And he's like, oh, by the way, the fucked up part is that sexual violence is also part of the virus and includes men, women, and children. So he's like, it's not just death. It's also rape. So he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, new information that I learned as I'm on the radio. So <laughs> Jim passes by a man that has just finished sexually violating a woman's body. He looks up at Jim and then chases him bare ass to the streets. Jim rides to 
This was, ass is so yellow, you know. too, man. Like, I didn't know if that was, like, a fucking prosthetic or what, but this ass was, like, a whole other color. It was, like, it was like looking at Donald Trump's ass, you know what I mean? Like, how Donald's fucking face was always super fucking orange. It was like they painted it fucking yeah. Donald Trump orange. Well, so, see, Jim, that was the, that was the thing is for that, sorry, sorry, for that ass, because I got to sit there and, sit there and back him up on this one, because, you, you know, you said, like, 1%, you know, CGI, I think that ass was CGI, and while I was bouncing around, <laughs> they stood there and did it, you know, it was like, someone wants to be in here, he wants to be in the movie, but he doesn't want to show his ass, because, because everybody shows <laughs> all their shit in this movie. You know, uh, but this guy was like, no, I no, I I can't do it. Can you like, you know, airbrush me? And they're like, all right, fine, whatever, fuck you. All right, moving on. <laughs> so after that happens, Jim pulls uh, over and he digs into his uh, moped to find some electrical tape so he can take care of his hand. Which ultimately, if you're going to a satanic concert, you guys are set because he has an index, Ooh, he has a middle finger and the ring <laughs> finger gone. So I'm like, dude. You got the ultimate devil horns, like, at every concert. You're going to be awesome. <laughs> you know, he has to try. Down at the devil. Um, so he, he bandages up his hand. He drinks some Gatorade. Um, then he makes his way over to where a bunch of teens are beating on a bloodied man with a baseball bat. So Jim, <laughs> ever wanting to be the hero, is like, you know what? I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to wait for my moment. And so, of course, one of the teens dashes the man in the head, and they're like, oh, shit, is he dead? I told you not to go for the head. He's like, no, he's all right. So they untie him from a pole that they have him attached to and then decide to ram his ball into some barbed wire (laughs) because that's fun. And Jim's like, that's it. I'm coming in, saving the day. So he comes in and starts bashing on these guys. There's some kung fu moves. He, he straight up fucking flat kicks him to the chest. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. And sets him flying. Yeah. And, and it's funny, too, because, like, these guys are, are, are like kids, you know? But, yeah, but like, the are. actors Jeez. that they yeah. hired are, like, grown men that just look like yes. kids. You know, they're just small mm-hmm. adults. And it's fucking funny <laughs> yeah. as hell when you see, like, whenever they go close, like Tony, like, like, at them, like, like, like Tony Jaa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you look at them like, motherfucker, you're like 40. That's like when I used to go to the fucking massage joints back in the day, man. And them bitches be like, yeah, I'm only 20 something. It's like, bitch, you're 50. Get out of here. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Um, yeah, so it's. It's the one scene in the movie that I actually did enjoy is because he, Jim thinks he's being the hero. Like, I saved this guy. Like, I got these guys to run away. I'm going to save this guy. And he's like, what, 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 why did you stop them? I was so, like, seconds away from coming. I was like, what? So close. He's like, okay. <laughs> I hate that. He's like, I was so close to blowing my load. He's like, what the fuck? And then they come back and they put rocks at him. He's a edgelord, bro. He's a total fucking edgelord, man. He had that shit in command. <laughs> they start throwing rocks at him. They're like, yeah, fuck you, fuck you. And he's like, all right, guess I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, this guy wanted to come. Um, Kat and Molly arrive at the hospital, and the security guard tells Kat that the ER has been overrun, so it's been closed. Um, and we see Molly get ER. treatment by a nurse. Um, Sorry. So the nurse tells Kat, yeah, it's, it's fine. We, we know. <laughs> Um, the nurse tells Kat that she can't go in with Molly. Like, you can't go in with Molly. you got to stay out here. And, of course, Molly's like, holy shit, you can't. 
Like she grabs her down there and she's like, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Nothing is going to happen to you, including, oh, God, no. <laughs> what happens to her later? <laughs> oh, God, I had a tough time with that one. I had a really tough time with We'll get to it when we get to it. Don't blow uh, your wad so yet. The, Don't blow your wad yet. <laughs> no, so the, gate, the gatekeeper who's at the hospital with them, he calls Molly a, a drama queen. Like, you're being a drama queen. You know, get your help. It's going to be fine. So Kat asked the gate man if she can use his phone, which he obliges. He's like, yeah, you know, whatever. You can use my phone. But, of course, he has fucking titties on his phone, hentai titties. So he's like, oh, I'll lock it for you, but I'm kind of embarrassed. And I'm like, don't be embarrassed. It's not like it's bad. Like, you know, it's just a pair of tits. You know, cover it up. It's it's animated hentai. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. And they they were uh, made titties. It's not like it was anime titties straight out there. That was that that was made cafe. No. It was perfectly fine. <laughs> it, was, it was so calm. Like I was, I thought he was gonna have like a dick or something like that. No, he just has like. Animated titties on his phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the part of their whole. Uh, I, I, I think to a degree, like, some of the things that they were trying to kind of, like, intimate at, and maybe if you really look at it, maybe this is all really just a joke on the extremes of our culture. Um, you know, like, because, again, oh, like, I this, see this that. Is the whole, like, this is the whole current, you know, like, women's lib movement here, where it's, you right. know, where some people look at it, and, you know, especially from a, a specific sect of our population here uh, as, as overcompensating for everything at the, and that the, the Me Too movement is, is really just uh, a lot of whiny shit and, and like I feel like they're, they're kind of mm. making these jabs because so much of this doesn't feel like Eastern culture so much of this actually feels like Western culture and what's funny about that is we do have a Canadian director here we don't have a Chinese yeah. director we don't have a guy from that region just somebody who went there and made a movie with, his, with those people yeah um, so while she tries to get into the phone to the, the app the line app that will connect her with uh, Jim, we have the military coming on to the TV with President Z, you know, and say, hey, listen, you know, it, 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 whatever happening is happening, but we have it under control. China will prevail. We'll be fine. You know, everything's yeah. going to be okay, guys. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, this isn't a hostile attack. It's not a, a destabilizing thing. You know, just stay where you are. Everything's going to be fine. So as the head of the military continues to explain what's going on, all of a sudden he turns into the black-eyed, sadistic maniac and grabs a grenade and shoves it into Z's face, and all of a sudden we have a scanner's moment where Z's head Dude. blows apart. Dude, it was this. Come on, man. This was an awesome, like, just salute to Cronenberg for scanners. I'm gonna scare you for this. That's the way. No, it is like. Yeah, it was like, um, so, that's all that was, was just, a, you know, a, a straight-up, you know, thank you, Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, I totally took it as a Scanners, Cronenberg moment. I was like, you know what? Good. Because <laughs> like, it brought me right back to the opening of Scanners. I was okay with it. Um, but as this happens, dissension erupts in VR. It. People are starting to attack each other. Cat's attacked by the gatekeeper for her phone, but she punches once again and notices Umbrella Man slash Businessman is at the front door. And he manages to get through, killing a guard with a fire axe. Kate escapes. A uh, cat, rather, escapes from the room. 
The gatekeeper escapes into a seemingly comatose Molly, who is in the hallway. Umbrella Man stalks the halls looking for Cap, but also finds Molly, who he decides he's going to strip off his clothes and then fuck her eye wound. And that was a moment where I'm like, dude, yeah, I don't know if I want to watch any more of this movie. <laughs> that hit me fucking hard. So, oh, yeah. man, it's like, it's, it's, yeah, because they went, like, just as far as they did in a Serbian film, and even more so because you, you're actually hearing her scream while he's doing it. You're actually seeing his facial expressions while it's going on. Like, you know, they they went further here than they did in a Serbian film with this shot, you know, except for the final blow where she actually fucking dies on his dick, you know. Because <laughs> he, he, he well, actually yeah. separated it. I don't, think she <laughs> I don't think they die. I mean, they don't die. They're just fucking, like, we, we're going to find out later. No. Again, like we said. No, I was saying in a Serbian they, film. Oh, God. Well, again, in the Serbian film, too, it was a baby on his dick. Um, <laughs> that, that, was, that, was, that was the big problem. That was something else. <laughs> um, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the skull fucking here, like, look, you know what, man? We should have seen Jism. You know, they should have nope, given the shot. They should have given the shot, pulled back, and there's that fucking drippy, drippy white load coming right the fuck out of that eyeball, man. That is what I wanted to fucking see. I was disappointed. I'm glad we got to see what we did, but, you know, maybe even like a bit of a back shot where you kind of see a little bit of a shaft that's going that's in and out of gonna, That's what I was going to say. You know? Something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, through, I was gonna say like a, a, a walk through the back of the skull. Oh, maybe even like a little bit of um, a bulge. They could have used a fake head, and we could have seen like a little bit of like a bulge stretching out, like a fucking like if they used a balloon head. You know what I mean? Like pushing the dick, pushing in, and like bulging out the back of her head, man. You, you, you don't get enough skull fucking in television. If you're gonna do it, you might as well go all out. So while so, this, so, you want to you want to go like Mad George on the skull fuck? Yeah. Uh, the, the gatekeeper has been hidden this entire time and, and listens to Molly being eye-fucked by the Umbrella Man. Um, and then when he comes out of hiding, he discovers a blood orgy happening with a bunch of people fucking. And trying to get away, Molly has turned full sadistic maniac. She's eating oh, yeah. somebody, her eyes have turned black, and she attacks him. And all the blood orgy participants grab onto the gatekeeper, you know, pulling at him as... Molly descends upon him, saying, you're going to get the kiss, you're going to get the kiss of death, and she kills him. So he is no longer a part of the picture. Um, yeah, but with a fucking Kate... bone saw. No, 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 yeah. hold on, man. With a fucking bone saw. So he, 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 mm-hmm. so got, he has, like, bits of his dick flying oh, in his own so fucking face and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And... And so, this is where it's like, you know, I want to sit there and give a quick nod to the actress who played Molly because she does this shy shit. But then, like, she fucking nails that fucking dark side when she sits there and actually goes. Like, you know, yeah, she, she is fucking dark and sadistic as fuck. I was like, wow, nice job on this actress <laughs> for sitting there being able to turn like that. With this, with this scene, too, and, like, here's the thing. Like, this character... And this is where, when I was saying before, the whole, like, the whole play on the, uh, like, as far as it being, like, a, a play towards Western culture. Like, for the most part, this character really hadn't done anything wrong. You know, he was closing nope. the door because that's what he was ordered to do by the police. Yep. And during the entire fucking, you know, chaos of that scene, you don't know 
if they're fucking crazy people or not. So the fact that they turned out not to be, well, that's good, but he didn't know because he can't fucking see that far. So, like, you know, when Molly punches him to, to, to begin with, the violence that she perpetrates on him kind of feels unfounded. And then even when he borrows, when she borrows the phone, when Kat takes the phone from him, she's, like, so shitty to him just because he's got a fucking anime character on there. And, yes, anime characters are often drawn with over-enlarged fucking sexual body parts. It's part of the fight. I have no, idea what, I have no idea what you're talking about. He just watches the <laughs> Yeah, I know you. Get hentai watching, motherfucker. Um, so, but again, like, you know, so, so the whole idea of like him being shamed just because he likes a specific style of animation, yeah, and like they constantly did this with this character where they're trying to make you feel like he's a bad guy. I'm at least happy that in the end he does prove that he isn't the most brave guy when he fucking hides while she's getting, you know, he could have tried to do something to help. Instead of fucking hiding nope. under the uh, the gurney during that time frame, but he's the coward character, so so I mean it, it wouldn't have fit his personality. Okay, so for time, I'm gonna kind of speed round some stuff. I apologize, uh, but you know we're we're close sometimes, so I'm gonna speed round some stuff. Go ahead. Uh, with the sadness, that's so much so, depth to go with. Eventually, the <laughs> umbrella man makes his way towards Cat, who's hiding in the maternity ward. And she eventually gets the courage to brain him with a fire extinguisher, killing him ultimately. He never gets a chance to fuck her again. It's fine because he sucked. Uh, but as she does this, a door opens in maternity ward, and there's a doctor standing there saying, come on in. I'll let you in. This is the strongest door in the hospital. It's a maternity ward. I strip off your clothes. I'll shower you. i got to check you for the disease, see if you're immune. So they have this exchange uh, where she is showered, you know, stripped naked, and put on new clothes and scrubs. Um, and then doctor, we find out that Jim is also the doctor from the beginning of the movie. Um, yes. yep. He is the guy that's on television uh, at, the, at the earlier part of the film. So, so we see uh, Jim arrive at the hospital walking on the carnage as the doctor is talking to Kat uh, and telling her about if you don't show any symptoms, you could be very useful to us, and we could use your blood to make you know, some kind of uh, antidote to all this. He didn't mean to scare her. You know, he has a gun that he 3D printed, and, of course, he found bullets that it's great. Um, of course, he blames the government for the whole thing, saying it's an election year. They don't really give a fuck, you know. So the virus is like being possessed by an evil spirit. So it affects your sexual drive and mind. It's the limbic system. So ordinarily, we are in control of our limbic system, but because of the virus, we're not. So that's what turns us into rapists and just killers. Uh, so the man wants to run a blood test on her, um, but as she gets rid of her clothes, we hear a baby crying in the medical waste trash can. And as she makes oh. this discovery, the man injects oh, her no. with the virus and handcuffs her to a pole nearby. <laughs> uh, so the, the man tells her, this didn't need to be complicated. You know, I have to kill this baby real quick. But uh, by the way, um, you know, the blood that you were infected with is the Alvin virus. Uh, I'll come back and check on you Surprise! in five minutes. If you're not infected... I'll get the chopper, and we can go and leave, and you can save lives. But get then he tells her, hey, listen, <laughs> I, get, I got to the maternity ward. There was a bunch of babies, and they were all abandoned. So I checked them all, and none of them were immune to the virus. So I just had to go around and kill them all. It's fine. I'm a hero. So respect me as much. Okay, well, no, you know, he killed a bunch of kids. So, like, you know, a Serbian film, 
scientists. Sadness. You know, it, it could be compared to. So Jim finds out that Kat is on the eighth floor maternity ward, and there's a man with a gun. So the man checks on Kat, and she's still doing fine. She's still okay. So, of course, you could come with me. We'll make it to the helicopter. By the way, you're not going to be able to get there without me. (laughs) As they leave the maternity ward that was protected by the steel door, Kat notices that the axe is gone. She's like, where was the axe that uh, you were using before? And that's when all of a sudden a man shows up with the axe. The doctor shoots that man. And then the second man shows up vomiting all over him. The doctor shoots him to... He demands that Kat pick him up and carry him. He's like, you won't be able to get to the door without me. Carry me. She's like, God damn it. (laughs) I've been having a fucking day. And now I have to carry your fucking dead weight to the door. Um, So Kat tells him they aren't going to make it very far. And plus, if you enter the state, they're not going to want to take you. You've been shot. (laughs) Like, you're compromised. Like, they're not going to want to take you. He's like, yeah, yeah, take me because you have no choice. And at that moment, Jim shows up. But it's not Jim. It's infected Jim with the black eyes oh, and no. the grin and everything. And he's telling her, listen, I promised you I would make it here. And I just, you're with somebody else? What the fuck, babe? Like, you're with him now? Like, you're with me. <laughs> Kelly, like, you're running away? I like, I, like, I swear to God, <laughs> like, I said I would chop his dick off, and I will. Give me a reason. And she's like, uh, no, you're being really weird. You're obviously infected. So the doctor shoots Jim, and then Kat attacks the doctor and bats her away and manages to get the keys that leads to the rooftop where she can make her escape. And, of course, Jim is like, hey, babe, you can't leave without me, babe. Like, we're, like, together. Like, you know, we're, we're an item. And she's like, yeah, you know, you're kind of infected. <laughs> Your eyes are black, and, you know, it's, it's a little weird. He's you like, no, don't cut my t- You kind of want to cut my tits off? Yeah, he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, you give me purpose. Like, this virus makes me feel fucking great. And I just want to cut your tits off and smash your face. I'll peel your skin off. Uh, I just need you. I love you. And she's like, yeah, nah, I'm good. You know what? Two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as you hear the helicopter on the roof, like, come, she's like, all right, I'm coming. You know, I'm going to the rooftop. I'm leaving him behind. Uh, and then we see Jim smiling at the camera with the black eyes as we cut the credits. Crying City by Ashen. It's a minute and five death metal song. And I was like, yep. All right. This is the one thing I love about this movie. <laughs> so we're ending on a fucking death metal song. I was like, great. Well, dude. You didn't you, – okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because you didn't catch the She runs up – yeah, dude. She runs up to the roof, and you hear machine gun shot. And nope, her yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, dude. She goes up there, you hear gunfire, and you hear a woman scream. The idea really? is that the soldiers just kill her. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Nope. This is this yeah. is one of those movies that it ends on a fucking dark note, man. Yeah, I was nobody just gets so out. The movie was over. I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one gets out. Part. Yeah, no one gets out alive, no. man. Yeah, that's the really? thing, man. Okay. It's like she. she she okay. runs up and like while while you while you see Jim smiling through the bars, you right, hear the, right, you know right. you, you hear the machine guns go oh, shit. Duh, 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 and she screams oh. and yeah, that's the end of the movie. I didn't catch that. I honestly, I, I, I honestly didn't catch that. I, 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 I yeah, the Living Dead style ending, you know. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. man. I mean, I, I, fuck, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, it's not because of my dislike for the movie. I just didn't catch it. Like, I saw him smiling, it, and he was looking at it, the camera, and all of a sudden, yeah. you have the flash of the, it, the credits, and I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. It is muffled. It is muffled. I will say that. But yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go, go ahead, brother. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, they, and one of the things that's really cool about that sequence there at the end is that they didn't make it 100% clear when she was crying, mm-hmm. but then she started laughing right. and like her hair was in her face and then she heads right. up the stairs. Like you couldn't really, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if you guys said this, but I just got booted and I had to sign back in real quick. So I missed yeah, the last minute or so, but uh, you know, they made it unclear about whether or not that she was infected before she head up to the steps. So, uh, you know, we're not certain. Yeah. We're not certain about that. And you really yeah, couldn't see her certain. eyes. And then she head yeah. up and yeah. you hear the, the screaming and the machine gun fire. So it was kind of like a cool, like, yeah, like I, ambiguous way to end yeah. with what happened within their story. Yeah, like I said, I, 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 I'm not saying it because I didn't like the movie. I just didn't catch it. Like, I saw him smile, and he had the black eyes, and then all of a sudden the, the metal song kicked in. I was like, hell yeah. And I was, but I don't remember Machine Gun Fire like, or, or anything like that. So Yeah, I dude, straight up from our ending, man. <laughs> I love it. All right. So that was The Sadness, Rob Jabaz. It's on Shudder. If you guys want to watch it, great. I mean, it's not something that I would recommend, but real quick. All right. So but next week is my pick. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, it's fine. I mean, I'm not saying that you can, you shouldn't watch it. If you want to watch it, great. You know, and I, I hope to hear your thoughts on it. You know, everybody out there listening uh, to hear about that. But next week uh, it is my pick uh, of the week, and I have a very special gift for you guys uh, because we are going to Shutter once again, and we're watching a movie that just premiered called The Stylist, directed by Jill Gisarzian. And not only that, folks, she's going to be on this show next week to talk what? about Silas. Yes, I booked her. She is willing to come on for the 9 to 10 o'clock hour to talk about her movie, to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, to talk about women in horror. So, yeah, Jill Gavorgazin will be on the show next week with us to talk about this movie. Very neat. Nice job, King. to it. She wants to be on. She's excited to talk about it. She was nominated for Best New Movie uh, in the Chainsaw Awards for The Stylist. So, again, you can check it out on Shutter and check out our conversation with her. Oh, sorry. Uh, when we what talk was this person's name? Jill Gavara-Gazizian, which Jill Six is what she goes by for her direct uh, name. But she has a very long last name that I always have a hard time pronouncing. So she goes by Jill Six uh, when she directs. But her movie is on Shutter. It's called The Stylist. Uh, so she talked to me about it, and she wants to come on next week to talk to us about it. So she yeah. sure she wants to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> she is a Leatherface fan. She's a Texas Chainsaw fan, so that's how we connected. So I told her, let's talk about The Stylist next week. So she said, yep, I'll be there. Mark your calendars, folks, as we talk okay. to Bill Six. All right, there. So there you have it. So, all right. So, Dean, thank you so much for talking to us about the sadness. Your film pick? Of course. The pleasure The pleasure is all mine. All right. Monkey, why don't you send yourself off? 
again, Dane, thank you for making such a fun, fun movie. I, I personally had a great time watching this movie. In the meantime, thanks for letting us come in your ears. Good night, everybody. Mwah. <laughs> All right, as we run down, cool. Sign off, please. Uh, you know, just uh, avoid the sadness. I, I don't mean the movie. I just mean being sad. Um, the movie itself, though, was was fun. Go check it out. Uh, that that's my recommendation on it. Uh, otherwise, stay scared, everybody. Stay scared. Right, as for me, your old pal, the King RNDG, saying thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hail Satan! Hail yourselves! Watch horror movies and stay tuned next week as we talk about the stylist with the director. Jill Six, a.k.a. Jill Guevara Design. Can't wait. I, I really can't wait. So we'll see you next week, folks. Are you down with the savage? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.